Hello and welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm Laurel Henning, a Sydney-based senior reporter for MLEX, and it's great to have your company. Today, in the second of a group of three podcasts looking into the US Federal Trade Commission, we look at TikTok and Instagram, just two social media companies that can expect more calls to put child safety over profit after US President Joe Biden recently cast them as Pied Pipers, luring and keeping kids online despite the risks to their mental health. Biden, for the second year in a row, urged Congress to ban targeted advertising to children at his State of the Union address. But this year, he went further and told social media companies to stop using children as a social experiment for profit, citing growing mental health concerns. Here to discuss Biden's State of the Union address and doubling down on his growing concerns around social media companies is MLEC's senior correspondent Amy Miller, who joins me now from San Francisco. So, Amy, you note in your analysis of Biden's address uh, a change in tone. What's driving that? Well, there are a growing number of studies linking addiction to social media to real harms for kids, like depression, eating disorder, uh, suicidal ideation. Um, There's still a lot of uncertainties, such as what's the definition of addiction, um, what is social media. But there's a general consensus building that the potential harms to kids from spending too much time on social media are real. I mean, so to overstate the obvious, this is a pressing issue, but are other policymakers in D.C. also chiming in? And and if so, what are they saying? Yes, absolutely. Uh, most recently, the U.S. Surgeon General has been on the news arguing that kids under 13 shouldn't even be on social media. Um, and FTC Commissioner Alvaro Bedoya, who's a Democrat, has noted the Surgeon General's concerns, um, but he says the solution is not to keep kids off social media, which you really can't do. Um, He says the solution is hiring more child psychologists at federal agencies. This is a point that you made in your piece that I found particularly interesting, Amy. Um, And he has hopes also for other regulators to do the same. But social media companies are also doing something here in terms of employing psychologists. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, So according to Bedoya, mental health problems caused by social media or addiction to social media uh, can be considered injuries under Section 5 of the FTC Act, which prohibits deceptive and unfair practices. And there's some similar state privacy statutes that could also be asserted, he argues. But to pursue those kinds of claims, the FTC needs to understand what those injuries are, and they need to understand what what's happening to kids better. So he says it's time to start exploring hiring staff psychologists as part of the FTC's uh, current strategic plan, which it's doing. And right now, regulators may not be hiring child psychologists, but his staff has done some research and found out that you know tech companies are hiring child psychologists, and they're often being hired to help make social media sites more attractive to kids. And So he's sort of describing this as a gap, an expertise gap that uh, really needs to close between regulators and social media companies. And turning now to Congress, what's happening on this issue there? Well, last year, U.S. lawmakers tried and failed to pass privacy legislation uh, aimed at improving protection for kids' data, either as, as part of a comprehensive privacy bill that was considered in the House, or as a more targeted legislation, as, as the U.S. Senate proposed. Um, and they they're say they're going to try again, at least in the Ju- Senate Judiciary Committee. They've, they vowed to, to have a markup where they're going to consider what legislation they're going to move forward this year. Um, but so far, there's no talk of reviving the past House proposals. Okay, so... So far, this is sounding like a bit of a repetition of past issues, but is there anything new being proposed this year? 
Yeah, we're starting to see, as a result of these studies, we're starting to see um, some introduction of bills trying to keep kids off social media entirely. So we've had at least one senator, Josh Hawley, and one member of the House, they're both Republicans, have proposed bills this year to do that, just to keep kids off social media entirely until they're 16. And it would even give parents the right to sue if social media companies uh, don't keep kids off their platform. But it's it's really unclear if those bills are going to go anywhere at all. Amy, let's take a look now at the U.S. state level. What's the latest there? Are states copying these strict age-gating bills? They are. In, in uh, states with uh, Republican legislatures and Republican governors, um, states like Utah, Texas, and South Carolina have also introduced similarly restrictive proposals you know, often with the backing of their Republican governors. Um, And there's legislation in Utah, a bill in the Utah Senate and another bill in the Utah House that's aimed at uh, keeping kids off social media. You can't get on social media. I think one of the bills proposes having parents' permission before you can get online, and another bill would actually allow them parents to sue um, for any violations of the law. And then other states like California and Colorado have been stepping in to enact their own privacy laws in recent years. So has, have, have those measures changed anything when it comes to kids' privacy? Well, no. I think what you're seeing, you're seeing two types of, of kids' bills. You're seeing these really strict age restriction bills. And then you're seeing, um, on the other hand, a lot of states are considering uh, proposals that would force social media platforms to incorporate extra protections for children's data into their products and services. And that's modeled after similar laws passed in California and the UK. But those also have some underlying age-gating issues as well because social media sites are going to have to in some way, shape, or form, you know, verify age to confirm that social media companies are actually incorporating extra protections for kids into their sites. So they're not as strict. They're not imposing um, a private right of action or, or to sue, but, um, but they are imposing uh, extra requirements on companies to take children into consideration. Okay, well, that's a really important point there, isn't it? That obviously, if you introduce these age-gating measures, you also need to be able to, to verify uh, a child's age or a young person's age who's using social media. Um, and that surely is a requirement of the social media companies or a burden for the social media companies to address. Have they pushed back at all? Has the tech industry pushed back on these on these particular measures? Yes, there's there's been some quite a quite a bit of pushback, um, and they argue with some justification uh, that the proposals may have unintended privacy and data security consequences. It's going to force social media companies to collect even more data, uh, which goes against principles of data minimization. Uh, keeping kids off social media could cut them off from resources they need, especially if they're kids in vulnerable situations they maybe they don't have the support of their parents or their communities and and they need support from social media this would cut off those resources for them and it it also raises concerns about free speech um, for companies and for children so it's these are all issues that are going to continue Amy, this is an interesting and urgent topic. It's a complex one as well that shows no signs of going away. Thanks for your reporting on this issue and for your company today. Thank you, Laura, for talking with me. That was MLEX senior correspondent Amy Miller, joining me from San Francisco. You can find links to the coverage discussed in today's podcast at mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. Amy's comment is entitled, Social Media Facing More Calls to Put Child Safety Over Profit. And if you click on the News Hub tab, you'll find all the very best of MLEX's reporting and analysis. 
And we'll be back in your feed in coming days with the third of our special podcasts examining the US Federal Trade Commission, when we'll be talking about Meta's Pyrrhic victory against the FTC in the Within and Supernatural case. But for now, it's up to me to bid you farewell. If you enjoyed today's podcast, why not pass it along to another like-minded data privacy or big tech enthusiast? Rate and review us, it helps others find us. Today's programme was presented by me, Laurel Henning. It was produced and edited by MLEX's senior editor for Asia-Pacific, James Panicki, and magically appeared online thanks to the kind efforts of our London-based marketing team. The podcast's executive producer is Richard Thompson. From everyone here at MLEX and LexisNexis, thanks for your company.